This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD or Compass in Fairfield, Connecticut. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio and podcast section of the page. You can check out past shows. You can subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions, ideas for upcoming shows, or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. Now, the moment has finally arrived, folks. Close your eyes and picture this. You're retired. Years of work are behind you. It's time for, well, it's time for you. And if you're like many retired Americans, that means the open road is beckoning. And we're not talking about a weekend getaway to wine country or to see leaves changing colors. We're talking about a permanent road trip that can only come in an RV. Yes, you heard me right. We're going to be talking about that today. But before we get to talking more about getting our kicks on there, Route 66, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great. Wow, what a topic you've got for us today, Matt. That's Something a, a little different, right? That's awesome. It is different. Uh, the pros and cons of retiring on the road. Uh, I like mm-hmm. it. And I like the reference to Route 66, Get Our Kicks on Route 66. Great song. But I bet a lot of our listeners out there don't realize that you're also an excellent musician and you play and sing songs and write songs. Have you ever performed the song Route 66? No, but I've performed on Route 66 in Oklahoma. Oh, wow. See, there you at go. The, yeah, I did play a show back in my younger days, back uh, down there on Route 66. That's awesome. But yeah. we were talking about, we have a mutually favorite, our, one of our favorite records uh, we share, and that's uh, They Might Be Giants. Uh, the Flood Album. The Flood Album, which is, I think, universally people think is their best, but they have every record they do is great, but... Flood is a great record, and you were just sitting there with a the guitar while you were waiting on me playing uh, songs from Flood, weren't you? I sure was. Yeah, I was That's picking awesome. at some songs I never actually played before. I, I realized, why have I never done any of those songs? And so I've been picking away at that album. And well, you know, I've done a it. lot of radio shows and uh, with financial advisors and met a lot of them out there, uh, but none have been as talented uh, in the musical area as you. So... Uh, that is a unique thing to be uh, this financial advisor. You've helped so many people over the years with their finances and their retirement plans. And here you are also uh, amazing at playing guitar. I didn't realize you toured on the road with a band. That That's very cool. Way back in the day. Yeah, yeah. it was a fun time. Yeah, yeah it's you know, awesome. Got to get those things out of your system when you're young so you don't regret them when you're older. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, some people, let's talk about the RV topic today. Um, You know, a lot of people want to travel when they retire so they can see the country, but some people even do it full time, right? 
That's absolutely true. Some people, you know, living in an RV is an ideal situation that can lead to adventures, both expected and unexpected. I've had a a client or two retire and do this. So uh, we're definitely talking about something we've come across here. It's not all sunshine and rainbows for sure. During today's show, we're going to discuss some of the potential pitfalls also that come with RV living. And maybe we decide, do we do the bad ones first? And if you can get through that, maybe you stick around. Uh, Let's do the sunny ones first, and then we'll see if we can't also end on a happy note. So the idea for today's episode, there was a Kiplinger article, Nine Reasons to Retire in an RV. And the first thing that really jumped out at me in the article is that according to the RV Industry Association, about 10 million U.S. families own an RV and roughly another 1 million Americans live in one permanently. Right. And I I think that's amazing. And those numbers are eye popping, really. But given how many RVs I actually see when I'm out on the road, especially an interstate or major highway, I guess I shouldn't be totally surprised. So uh, what is what does the article tell us that the first major benefit is that comes with RVing? Well, the, so the first factor they talk about isn't terribly b- being affected by this current pandemic, right? It, in fact, the note, article notes that people are continuing to show strong interest in RVs through online purchases, live video chats with dealerships, et cetera. Ultimately, if you want to get out of the house while adhering to recommended social distancing guidelines, RVs are really kind of a great way for some people to see some new landscapes while keeping yourself, your traveling companions, largely isolated from other people. Wow. Okay. So that's an interesting point. I mean, if you're isolating in your traditional home, it's probably not a stretch or much harder to isolate in a home on wheels then. (laughs) Very, very true. I agree there. Uh, The next point here may be of particular interest to budget-minded retirees. Fact is you can live on a relatively modest budget if you make an RV your permanent home. Now, the article highlights one couple. They spend an average of $40 a night on parking. Now, the couple also notes that figures balance with, you know, some splurge on fancier digs and opportunities to park the rig for free. Now, there's like a lot of Walmarts, for example, allow RVs to overnight in their parking lots. And for some people, that might be a downside. The thought of staying in a Walmart parking lot may be extremely unappealing to some people, but knowing that you have a free night stay kind of brings me back to when I traipse across Europe and, you know, the nights I would sleep on the train instead of paying for a hostel or something. Now the initial purchase of an RV can be expensive. Some of the top line models, they can trend well into this six figures, very far up into there. But when you compare it to what you'd spend for a new home or a condo, it could be a savings depending on which way you go. And additionally, you aren't paying property taxes. Now, the couple interviewed in that article, they said they spend about 1700 per year to insure their car and RV when it comes to food. And they spend the same as they did when they live in a traditional home on that food. So one thing you may want to consider is that because RVs decline quickly in value, it really may be a smart move to shop for a gently used rig. Ah. Well, and yeah, I mean, like like car buying, I mean, we've talked about this before. Uh, when you buy a car, they uh, depreciate in value so quickly uh, that you want to buy slightly used. It's always better uh, than buying new. It's a, a much better value, and I've always thought that's the way to go. So what's next? Uh, I think this next one's pretty interesting. If you're inclined to spend at least part of your retirement volunteering for the causes you're passionate about. And I 
You're like, well, good. Then an RV is kind of a really great way to do that. The article notes one couple uses their RV to volunteer with a religious group that moves quickly to help rebuild homes after disasters. Oh, wow. great. So those excursions usually last maybe a week to a few weeks, and they park for free while they're on their job. They can get right there. So when it comes to volunteering in your RV, all you need to do is point your nose in the direction you need, and away you go. Wow. Well, and this is a great topic. I, I love this because I think we've all dreamed about what it might be like. As we get older anyway, I have like, oh, what would it be like to just live on the road in an RV for a few years? I mean, I quickly come to the conclusion that it might not be for me, but, you know, uh, everybody's different. It, it would be fun to do for at least a little while. Uh, but as far as financial advice, I think especially if you're planning something unique like that, you need a really good financial plan in place to make sure uh, that your finances can fund what you want to do in retirement. And that's why you're here. So how can our listeners get a hold of you uh, to answer those questions or start that plan? Sure. They can give us a call 800-339-9252, or they can visit us online at compass-ltd.com and request an appointment through the website. It's that easy. It's that easy, Tony. That's awesome. Well, and I think today's topic is probably fueling some retirement dreams for a lot of our listeners. Uh, Get it? Wow. Wow. RV and then I put Your pontificating is on, your pontificating is on par to none other than perhaps Shakespeare. (laughs) Said no one ever to me. (laughs) Well, now, now it's been said, right? Well, hey, well played, Tony. I'm very proud of you for that line. I did. Have you been thinking about that since we started? Yeah. Basically, every time you talk, that's all I'm thinking about is that trying to make a pun. All right. Well, then let me get back to, um, I'll just keep talking and you can think of the next one. Next great zinger you got. Uh, So the next little thing in the Kipping Our article, that nine reasons, uh, you'll end up buying a lot less stuff. Now, you know, an RV for obvious reasons isn't exactly the spot for a hoarder. <laughs> uh, I would equate it to like a boat. You know, there's only so much stuff you can put on your boat. There's only so much space in an RV. There's only so much storage. So before you can buy anything, you really need to have an idea where you're going to put it. Do you really need it? Is it just a want? And there may not be many available spots if you're living life on the road to put extra stuff that you really don't need. Well, and that's the kicker for me. I, I mean, I think that's a positive. And mm-hmm. I have to admit, I mean, a lot of Americans out there we know suffer from the way too much stuff syndrome. Uh, a lot of folks are hoarders. And, you know, I've been accused of that myself, mainly because of my music collection, my yeah. vinyl and CDs, <laughs> you know, thousands. So uh, it's like, OK, what would I do with that if I lived in an RV full time? Can't have a record collection on the road. So yeah, it's going to be a little tougher to have a record collection. Yeah, it would just be the digital library, you know? Yeah. Uh, and people always say, well, you can get all those songs, all that music, uh, just on your phone or online. You can stream it. It's so not different. the same. It's not. It's so different. It's, it's so different. The same for me. But yeah, I admit, uh, you know, uh, this it, being out on the road in the RV might be the, might have the fringe benefit of pushing people to finally get all those boxes and all that stuff they haven't used in years, you know, over to goodwill or get rid of it. Uh, So much the better, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's really well put, especially if you can, you know, anything giveaway, great. Anything you could sell, even better. Uh, The next piece of advice, something I found particularly intriguing. When you live in your RV, you don't have to stick to the fastest route possible. (laughs) You, You can meander, wander, explore to your heart's content. You don't have to get there by tomorrow. 
You're just, you're getting there. We talk a lot about how retirement means you can sleep in as late as you like and go where you want, when you want. So RVing life is very much the same. Yeah, when I you're like traveling that aspect point, of it. Yeah, when you're going from point A to point B, you can jump off the beaten path and get on the uh, back roads, just see what there is to see. And thinking about something like that, you know, reminds me again of being younger. It just makes me feel relaxed. It's open road ahead of you. See, that's the best point for me. That's the real appeal to living in an RV is just not having a plan as far as travel. You know, just take the back road, see where you see where it takes you. Uh, see what there is to see out there. I love that aspect of it, you know, and I could handle that, but you know, it sounds like a great way to hit the road. And when you're off that main highway, I know you mentioned there are some websites to find trustworthy places to park for the night too, right? That's a consideration. Oh, oh yeah. If, it, it, you know, if you have an RV yourself, you might want to grab something to write with here. There's some websites, freecampsites.net, casinocamper.com, and campendium.com. So camp, E-N-D-I-U-M.com. And those have a lot, lists of some free web, uh, free campsites you can use. Now, the next major benefit to making that RV your full-time housing is simply the opportunity to spend as much time with your family as you want. So maybe instead of permanently retiring to a common spot like Florida or Arizona, leaving your grandkids behind, you have the power to spend as much time with them as you want while still hitting the open road when it suits you. So if your home base is Illinois and your grandkids are busy with school and sports for the entire month of January, all you need to do is jump behind the wheel and head for warmer weather. Unless you love seeing your grandkids play sports in school, and that means you're somewhere else and you can jump in the RV and head to go see them play their sports while they're in school. It really gives you a lot more flexibility than just being tied to one place. And you don't end up burdening the people you're visiting or being around so much because you have your own digs when you get there. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And and what could be more fun than loading up the grandkids into the RV for a trip to, say, Yellowstone or Gettysburg? I hope to someday get to that point. You know, I'm right there with you. Here's another thing that might benefit from RVing, and it's your diet. You know, the article notes hey, what that are you many, saying? Oh, anyway, you, go ahead. You, you know what I'm saying. Sound accusatory. <laughs> Why do I get paranoid I, when you I use the word diet? My diet. I should have meant my diet, right? I'm not. I don't mean to project. <laughs> uh, the article notes that many retirees who live full time in their RVs dine in more. They eat out less often than when they lived in a more traditional home. And for some, it's about saving money. But for others, it's the adventure of picking up local fresh foods, regional delicacies along the way. Now, when you're behind the wheel, you can get fresh lobster in Maine. You can get soft shell crab in Maryland. You can get fresh shrimp in Louisiana and you can prepare them right in your own kitchen when you pull in for the night. That's a win-win for your wallet and your waistline. Yeah. But what about fresh walleye in Minnesota? That's really good. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not as high on the list as the others I mentioned clearly, but no, it's there. Ouch. <laughs> Owie. Okay. Uh, but seriously, it does sound like an economical. And as I always like to say, a delicious strategy. Yeah, absolutely. But, the, you know, what you said really does make me think I really should get in on that walleye restaurant craze. <laughs> Actually, uh, almond encrusted walleye is one of the best dishes you could ever eat. It's so good. It get, I love, there's I a love. lot of way to prepare walleye up here in Minnesota. There's a lot of uh, restaurants that have really good walleye and it's great when you prepare it yourself, too. Oh, yeah. I, lo- I love I love eating fish. I love fishing. So it's a good combination. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So now I want to get one more potential benefit of full-time RVing is simply, listen, there's just no shortage of places to go. 
You know, there's one retiree who's driven their RV to 49 states in that article. The Canadian provinces, Cabo San Lucas, the road is really endless. Now, imagine that. Imagine, like I said, maybe you want to get that walleye. You're driving through northern Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan's upper peninsula as the leaves change and some green to bright red fall. Maybe you're a Halloween buff. So, you go to Salem, Massachusetts, you know, that's a great time to take in the sights and sounds of one of America's spookiest cities. And, you know, you don't have to focus on national parks and campgrounds. Popular tourist spots like Disney World are super accommodating to RVers as well. Right. And another common RV trip that I hear a lot about, I've had some friends do this, and that's to visit every major league baseball stadium in the continental U.S. I've been to so many. I did it in a van, not an RV. We did summer once and hit a ton of parks, and it was a great trip. Boy, it would have been a lot better in an RV. I'll give you that much. Now, we all know that it becomes difficult to make new friends as we age, too, which brings us to the final benefit we're going to talk about today of RVing. When you spend your time on the road and in campgrounds, RV parks, you're going to meet a variety of new people from all around the country, if not the world. So you embrace it. Spend time enjoying a meal and a bottle of wine with new people while sitting around a roaring bonfire. You know, you could share stories and experiences. To me, I can't think of anything else that would make retirement richer. Now, maybe you're one of those people that doesn't really, you know, you get to that point where you've had enough of people. Well, great news. Pick up and go to the next place. You get yeah. to meet someone as soon as yeah. your neighbors start to bug you. You don't need to big, build a bigger fence. You just move on to the next spot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could plan that route uh, so it avoids every in-law you have in the country. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Now, come on. Now, not me. I love my in-laws. My wife's listening, hey. hopefully. Um, <laughs> not. So um, this is a great show. We're talking about the benefits of maybe ditching your traditional home for life uh, in a full-time RV on the road. This is an eye-opener. Uh, what What do you have next for us? Well, you know, we talked about some of the positives, right? Well, right. there's nothing. Life teaches us that there's some balance. So it can't all be sunshine and roses. So maybe what we should do is get to some of the things that are the potential pitfalls of life in an RV. And these are the things that really, you know, these are the kind of things you want to sit down and talk to your advisor, your financial professional about balancing, you know, the balance you want, that life you want now, that life you want in the future. So there's another Kipling article and it was the 13 reasons you will regret an RV in retirement. So 13 is clearly more than nine great reasons to have one. So let's, let's jump into some of these here. Um, the first warning, they do tend to be quite expensive. Like we said in the beginning, especially if you get them new, uh, type a, which are generally the most spacious on the market, they st start roughly around $60,000, but it can go up as high as $500,000 and type B and C Yikes. units, which are, yeah, they're That's smaller. That's real money to you and I. Real money. Now, half a million dollars. You have a really generally a pretty nice house if you build it from scratch, you know? So, uh, those B and C units are smaller. They range from as little as 60 grand, but they go, you know, perhaps as high as $150,000 as well. Well, and you certainly don't want to leap into that kind of investment without doing a lot of research beforehand, right? Well, exactly. And talking to the right people, uh, you know, there, so another thing we want to think about here, what about this? RVs are real big gas guzzlers. They, you know, there's one experienced RVer in this article who says they got about eight miles to the gallon and they can typically travel about 370 miles on a single tank. They never go below a quarter tank. So that three quarter fill up 
runs them about $120. That's oh. a lot more oh. than your Prius. Yeah, yeah, uh, or your Volt, right? Yeah, I don't uh, know that Tesla's putting out an RV anytime <laughs> soon, but. Well, they have electric city buses now, so. Yeah, so uh, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, probably, uh, but that's a major expense. Uh, I, I think we need to be aware of that. I mean, eight miles to the gallon, you know, you could map out routes maybe that only go downhill. <laughs> yeah, if you lived in Escherland. Yeah, that's true. I sure world. Yeah, that's true. But no, you know, it's ambitious and I don't want to want, want this one, but uh, coast to coast downhill travel isn't possible. But maybe you just go to the continental divide and <laughs> yeah. coast from there to either side. Sure. Um, you know, another big thing you want to consider is waste. And this is kind of the gross part, but, you know, our waste is gone with a simple flush for most Americans. Uh, with an RV, it's not nearly that simple. You know, the typical RV has a black tank for sewage, a gray tank for shower and sink water, and a fresh water tank. And you really do need to keep a close eye on all three of those. And to make matters worse, a lot of rest stops and campgrounds are doing away with the dumping station services because they're expensive and kind of messy, too. Well, you can just enter it. Uh, you can just empty it into the uh, drainage area like, on the street in front of Clark Griswold's house, right? From, like Cousin Eddie. Cousin Eddie and Christmas. <laughs> that was quite an RV. He, he had His RV made it less attractive to, to sure go did. on the road. Uh, let's it not did. waste any more time on waste, though. But his shoes made it, made it all right. But, yeah, the I, white know, shoes. <laughs> the next biggest reason uh, people reject the RV lifestyle is close quarters. It's like moving into a tiny house on wheels, you know, uh, you know, maybe the tiny house movement really appeals to you. And if so, maybe RVing does as well. Uh, when you're on the road, your traveling companion or traveling companions will generally always be within a few feet of you. So if having plenty of privacy and a lot of alone time is important to you, life in an RV might not be the way to go. That said, that immediate RV lifestyle might be one of those things best figured after you spend one or two years retired together if you're with a companion so you can really see how much of that no work completely together time is going to work for you because you don't want something like what seems to be a dream to turn into a nightmare over time and destroy a long relationship because you didn't really wait to settle to see what life was like after all those time you know all those hours apart from each other in a day yeah that's true i mean uh, at a minute, at the minimum, you better really like your spouse or kids <laughs> before driving an RV off a lot, right? Yeah, it's probably a lot easier to do with the grandkids, you know, the natural sure, allies. But sure. yeah, and it's a good way to cut to the chase there. But it's true, you know. Here's another factor I bet has crossed a lot of minds during today's show: uh, RVs are hard to drive, and seniors are not the most notoriously best known drivers, right? Uh, and I'm not trying to make a dig, but there's, there's a, you know, there certainly can be issues there. So it may not be a lifetime situation you're looking to do here, but it's going to be one of those things you want to plan to maybe use a chunk of years before, while you still have the faculties to do it right. As you imagine, you're going to have to do a lot of learning when you first behind, jump behind the wheel of a large RV. It's, you know, if you driving a smaller car and then you just drive someone's a friend's SUV. That's a big jump. Now times that by six and you're kind of where the RV is. That friendly salesperson will give you a few pointers, but once the paperwork's signed, that's probably not going to be enough. It'd be a really good idea to take a driving class, uh, take a few trips in a rented RV perhaps before making that idea that the 
big plunge into, is this the right idea? And you purchase your own. Additionally, you know, if you're traveling with another person, they should probably also learn how to drive your rig. You like how I'm using the word rig in this, in this situation? I really feel it's <laughs> so, pro- how often do you get to say that? Uh, and, you know, if something happens and you might not be able to drive, you want to make sure you have someone else that can help. Well, yeah. And that's, that would be a big concern. I mean, you know, I'd break out into a sweat just thinking about turning in one of those big ones. I mean, trying to turn or back up. Uh, and the the idea of taking driving classes, like you mentioned, that would be a great idea, I would assume. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's really going to be something you want to put on the plate if this is going to be your it's possible future. Now, the le- one other element, uh, where are you going to park your home on wheels at night? There's no shortage mm-hmm. of RV parks or those free sites we talked about, national state parks, private campgrounds. But a lot of times they sell out, especially right now. Being outdoors has never been more popular, and especially during school vacation. So we mentioned earlier in the show, there's Walmarts, Cracker Barrels, Cabela, something like a lot of places like that. They welcome the RVers in their parking lots. But ultimately, you really should have a good plan for where you're going to spend your nights. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and here's something I'm curious about, Matt. You mentioned uh, a little bit ago that fuel costs can add up quickly. So I'm guessing that repairs on RVs could be quite costly as well. Oh, right? sh- sure. I mean, think about what any repair on your car costs, uh, you know, and then multiply that. There's going to be a factor there. You should think your RV like you would, a you know, car comes with normal upkeep. You should also think your RV is a house that comes with the upkeep for things like plumbing and then add those together and you've got an RV. If you're far from the RV dealer when you need sudden repairs, you're going to have to seek out a repair shop that can handle an RV or you're going to have to be pretty handy yourself to be able to do some pretty intricate work. Well, yeah, good point. Yep. Uh, And here's something else. I I think it's really important to uh, have a budget in mind and, and factor all this in. Uh, and this has been a great conversation. Is there anything else you have or want to add before we go, Matt? Listen, this, like anything else is a massive lifestyle change. This is one of those things for our regular clients. We say when there's been a change in your lifestyle or you want to see what this scenario looks like, this is when we sit down, adjust the plan, come up with an alternate scenario, see what's going to happen. This is one of those very same situations. If this is something you're thinking about, you haven't bounced this idea off an advisor, you don't have an advisor, this is a great time to talk to one. Take advantage of our complimentary consultation. You come in, there's no cost, there's no obligation. You just call us 800-339-9252 or you visit us online at compass-ltd.com. We'll talk about some of these ideas. We talk about the steps we need to take to put the plan in place to see if this kind of lifestyle is going to help work for you. And, you know, if this is really what you want to go for, we put all those pieces of that puzzle together to help you solve, to get you out on that road and point your nose in the direction you want to go. Awesome. Sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered
offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC, Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.